Welcome. You are listening to a sermon from Christ Chapel Barry. Listen and be blessed. Amen. You said it. I believe it. You said it. It is done. Do you believe it? Do you believe it is done? It's done only because or simply because what? He said it. And he, whatever he has said shall come to pass in your life in Jesus' name. You will definitely sing that new song in Jesus' name. Someone here will have no regret. I say you will have no regret. Your celebration has just begun. And it will be glorious this year in Jesus' name. Just tell the Lord that, tell him that you love him. Say, Lord, I just love you. I just love you. Because the things you do are the things no man can do. Oh, for the wonderful things you are doing in my life. For the glorious things you are doing in my situation. That I'm here today. That I'm here today. That, I, that I'm alive. That I can worship you. I can bless your holy name. It's not by power, it's not by might, it's by your Holy Spirit. Oh, I just love you, Lord. I worship you. I worship you. Thank you, Heavenly Father. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. I want to say a few prayer points before we sit down. Do you know what it means when they say a person is naked? What does it mean? Uh, unclothed. What's the implication? Shame. It means the person, I mean, is looking at shame in the eye to use our original language. You will not be put to shame in Jesus' name. You are going to pray. You say, Father, whatever represents shame in my life, terminate today in the name of Jesus. Terminate today in the name of Jesus. Whatever it is that represents shame in my life, Father, terminate today. Terminate it today in the name of Jesus. Terminate it, O oh Lord, in the name of Jesus. Father, terminate shame. Anything that represents shame in my life, terminate today, O oh Lord, in the name of Jesus. Terminate whatever represents shame in my life. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, we are prayed. You say, Father, clothe me with your garment of praise. In the name of Jesus, clothe me with your garment of praise, O Lord. Clothe me with your garment of praise. Clothe me with your garment of praise. In the name of Jesus, clothe me with your garment of praise, O Lord. In the name of Jesus. Yes, Lord, clothe me with your garment of praise. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name, we have prayed. You see, you see, some people are being deceived and they think that in all honesty that they are doing the right thing. That's why we need to pray this prayer point. See, every cloud of deception, every cloud of deception. be dispersed in the name of Jesus. Open, open your mouth and pray. Every cloud of deception 
be dispersed in the name of Jesus. Every cloud of deception, whatever makes me not to think straight, every cloud of deception, be dispersed in the name of Jesus. Yes, every cloud of deception, be dispersed in the name of Jesus. Be dispersed in the name of Jesus. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name we are prayed. You say every cloud of confusion. Receive the light of God. In the name of Jesus. Open your mouth and pray. Every cloud of confusion. Receive the light of God. Receive the light of God. In the name of Jesus. Every cloud of confusion. Receive the light of God. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name we have prayed. Finally, you say, Father, let your light shine in my situation. In the name of Jesus. Open your heart and pray. Let your light shine in my situation. Let your light shine upon my life. Oh, let your light shine, oh Lord. Let your light shine, oh Lord. Let your light shine. Let your light shine. Thank you, Heavenly Father. In Jesus' name, we are prayed. The word of God says, as you have spoken in my ears, so will I do. The Lord will answer you. Your joy will be full. Your testimonies will be glorious. Your miracles will be permanent. In Jesus' name, we are prayed. Let's have our seats. You are welcome to his presence. Let's have our seats. And open our Bibles to the book of Psalms, chapter 115. Psalm 115. I'm going to read verses 15 to 18. We are still continuing our series in the study. Lord, do what? Teach us to pray. Psalm 115, verses 15 to 18. I read. It says, You are blessed of the Lord which made heaven and earth. Ah, only one person received it. I say you are blessed of the Lord who made heaven and earth. Amen. That prayer there is for somebody. And maybe I should say that prayer there is for me. Then the Bible goes on to say, you see, he said the Lord who made heaven and earth. The Bible now differentiates between heaven and what? Earth. By saying the heaven, even the heavens are the Lord's. But what? The earth hath he given to the children of men. Verse 17 says, The dead not praise the Lord, neither any that go down to silence. But we will bless the Lord from this time forth and forevermore. And uh, so that there's no doubt about what he means by saying we will bless the Lord. What, he said what? Praise the Lord. Let somebody praise the Lord. As if you mean it, I say praise the Lord. One more time, I say, praise the Lord. You will always be on the winning side in Jesus' name. Our God is the creator of heaven and earth. And the Bible makes us understand that heaven and the heavens he created for who? For himself. He created heaven and the heavens for himself. But the, the earth he created for you and I. That's what the Bible tells us. And that's why after he created us in Genesis chapter 1 verse 1, we know what he says. In the beginning, what happened? God created the heavens and the earth. After he created the heaven and the earth, he now made man to rule and have dominion on earth. 
That is why, brethren, when he created man, he created man in whose image? Because he said, look, I rule in heaven. I reign in heaven. If I'm going to create man and give him the same assignment I have in heaven as on earth, then I must give him the ability that I have if he is interested. So the gap is not in God. The gap is in who? Is in us. And that's why in Genesis chapter 1, verse 26 to 27, we know that passage very well. Genesis 1, 26 to 27. See, and God said, let us make man in our image, after our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the fowl of the air, over the cattle, over all the earth, over every creeping thing that creepeth upon the earth. So God created man in his own image. In the image of God created he him. Male and female created he them. Tell somebody, I am created, I am created. In, the in the image of God. We are supposed to replicate on earth what we see or know is done in heaven. We are supposed to do what? Replicate on earth. What we see or know is done in heaven. That was the example Jesus came to give us. Part of the reason Jesus came to the world was to teach us how to worship God. In John chapter 8, verse 28 to verse 29, John 8, 28 to 29, Jesus, then said Jesus unto them, when you have lifted up the Son of Man, then shall ye know that I am he, and that I do nothing of myself. Now this is where I'm going. He said, but as my Father hath taught me, I speak these things. Verse 29. And he that sent me is with me. The Father had not left me alone, for I do always those things that please him. So Jesus came to demonstrate for us how to please God. How to, to do the will of God. And in verse 38 of that same passage, verse 38, he said, I speak that which I have seen with my Father. And ye do that which you have seen with your father. I want to ask somebody here today. Who is your father? Because Jesus was talking to these people. And he was making them to realize that their father was different from his own father. He said, I do that. I speak what I have seen with my father. So we are called brethren to see what the Lord is doing and replicate what the Lord is doing. That's why Jesus came to the world. That's why we desire to see his face. But the devil corrupted the relationship between God and man before Jesus came. And that's why, like many of us know, our forefathers depended, I mean, the devil had made so many avenues to capture them. And so they depended on so many demonic enterprises. But thank God for Jesus. Tell somebody, thank God for Jesus. He sent Jesus to die for your sin and my sin. That we might be set free from the captivity of the enemy. And so, the disciples of Jesus came to him and said, teach us to pray. Why? They saw a pattern with him that worked. They saw what? A pattern. Remember what we said. We said what Jesus saw in heaven was what he demonstrated on earth. 
So they saw that he had the pattern that works. And when he taught what we call the Lord's Prayer, he replicated that pattern. And brethren, if we are going to have success on this earth, we must always follow the heavenly pattern in all that we do. We must do what? We must always follow the heavenly pattern. You know, in James chapter 4, James chapter 4, verses 2 to 4, James 4, verses 2 to 4, James 4, verses 2 to 4, the Bible says, Ye lost and have not, ye kill and desire to have and cannot obtain. You fight and war, yet you have not, because you ask not. When the Bible says, because you ask not, the Bible is simply saying, because you pray not. Can you please ask your neighbor, are you praying? Because from, from, from January 11 up to this moment, we started, what did we start? 50 days of prayer and fasting. Which means today is day number what? Today, what's today's date? 28. And today is 28, Abby. So today is day 18 of that prayer and fasting. Please ask your neighbor again, are you praying? Now, I didn't say you should ask, are you fasting? So we are on day 18 of this prayer and fasting. And here the Bible says, you have not because you ask not. Why do we fast? You add fasting to your prayer so that God knows that, you know, you know food is needed for the body. That you are ready to forego that food. You are ready to forego your lunch time for the sake of what? Prayers. You are ready to forego breakfast for the sake of what? Prayers. Don't forego breakfast because you want to write a report for the office. This season that you are fasting, you are not taking breakfast, not because that report is late, but because you want to do what? You want to talk to God, you want to pray. You are not taking lunch, not so that they will say you can put add 30 minutes to you. Say, okay, I work for nine hours instead of eight. Uh, that's not the reason. It's so that you can pray. Now look at uh, verse 3 of that passage. He said, you ask and receive none because you ask amiss that you may consume it upon your loss. My emphasis is that the Bible says you ask amiss. What does it mean to ask amiss? It means you are asking, you are not asking after the heavenly pattern. That's where I'm going. Is somebody with me? When you ask, there is a pattern, brethren. When you follow that pattern, you will get results. And somebody here will obtain results. Amen. Because this year is your year of answered prayers in the name of Jesus. Amen. Then look at verse 4. It says, Ye adulterers and adulteresses, know ye not that friendship of the world is enmity with God? Take note of that. You know, we, we are talking about idolatry in our Sunday school today. If your desire is to please the world, you cannot do what? You cannot please God. If your desire is to make the world your best friend, then God cannot be your best friend. What is your choice? What have you made up your mind to do? He says, whosoever therefore will be a friend of the world is what? The enemy of God. Please ask your neighbor, are you a friend of God? That's very important. Are you a friend of God or are you a friend of the world? What choice have you made? 
as we begin to go in depth into our prayer patterns, you will realize that one of them is that you come to God as a friend of God. You cannot be the friend of God and be the friend of the world. It's not possible. You have to make a choice. You have to make up your mind where you stand. You are either the friend of God or what? The friend of the world. You know, like our teacher was telling us during the Sunday school, when the Bible says, thou shalt love the Lord your God with all of your heart, all of your mind, all of your strength. When you love God that way, there is nothing left for you to do what? To love the world. But God will now guide you through this world. And your navigation will be such that God will be ple and pleased with you. And the Bible says, when a man's face pleases the Lord, what does he do? He makes his enemies to be at peace with him. Your boss will not know why. You just say, oh, I just like this, this lady. You know, this young man, nobody is as good as him. It's not because you don't make mistakes. Even when you make mistakes, your mistakes will be glorified. So that one, let's forget it. Somebody else will make mistakes that is not as big as the one you've made. They will sack him. But you make a bigger mistake and say, oh, that, yeah, I mean, talk to Jerome. He's going to fix it for you. That's the end of the story. Why? Because your ways please who? And that's why many of us make mistakes. We are more interested in pleasing men than pleasing God. So what is the pattern that we are given on prayer? We go back to Luke chapter 11. Luke chapter 11 verse 2 to 4. Luke 11, 2 to 4. What is the pattern we are giving on prayer? Said, and he said unto them, remember we've been studying chapter 1 for some time now. Now we are, I mean, I say chapter 1. Verse 1. Now we go to verse 2. And he said unto them, when ye pray, he does not say if you pray. What does he say? When. 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 I'm going to continue asking us that question over and over again. Please ask your neighbor again, are you praying? When you pray, not if you pray. He says, say our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name, thy kingdom come, thy will be done as in heaven, so on earth. If you don't give God permission to intervene in your life here on earth, he's not going to intervene. Why? Because the Bible already tells us that the heavens are his, but the earth he has given unto us. You need to give him that permission to move and operate in your life. And so the prayer starts with our Father. And that is where we are going to stop today. And that is the fact that the first thing you have to do if you are going to pray according to the divine pattern is that you must identify the relationship that guides your prayer. The first thing is what? You must identify the relationship that guides your prayer. In this pattern that we are given, the relationship is that of what? Father and son. Father and daughter. And that's why the first thing you say is what? Our father. This is very important. This is the first relationship in prayer. 
We are all children of God if we have given our lives to Jesus. If you have not given your life to Jesus, you are not a child of God. It doesn't matter what, how anybody tries to deceive you. And your access to him is when you come to him and you say what? Our father. Or more personally, my father. So it's very important. Now, as a child of God, you have rights in the place of prayer. And we have assurances that God has given unto us if we approach him appropriately. That same Luke chapter 11. Luke chapter 11. From verse 9 to verse 13. Verse 9 to 13. This is Jesus speaking here. He said, I say unto you, ask and it shall be given. So it's your right as a son that when you ask, you do what? You receive. Seek and you shall find. It is your right as a son that when you seek, you do what? You find. Knock and it shall be opened unto you. It's your right as a son. When you knock, the door will be opened unto you. And that's why he said in verse 10, everyone that asketh receiveth. How many people that ask? What's the meaning of every? All. Testimony that includes you. In, in case your neighbor is selfish. Tell the person that includes me. Everyone that asketh receiveth. He that seeketh findeth. To him that knocketh it shall be opened. And then he gives us an analogy. If a son shall ask bread of any of you that is a father, will he give him a stone? If he asks a fish, will he for a fish give him a serpent? Or if he asks an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? Then the Bible makes us to understand that human beings are evil. It's not, testimony is not you. Uh, let's put it more. Say, I am not evil. Because we may not, maybe some people here are evil. So you talk for us. Say, I am not evil. The Bible says, if ye then, being evil, know how to give good gifts unto your children, how much more shall your heavenly father give the Holy Spirit to them that ask him? All you need to do is, well, is do what? Ask. That is prayer. That's the pattern we are given. But the relationship matters. We are coming before him because he is our father. You know what the Bible tells us further? The Bible tells us that your father knows what you need before you ask. So it's not like the earthly father. If my son does not tell me this, what I, uh, this is what I need, I may not know. I may guess by looking at him. May our mothers are better at that than, their, than our fathers. They look at the child and they say, I know what he wants. And many a times they are right. The man has no time for a lot of these things. Say, if you can't talk, get out of my way. <laughs> Praise the Lord. But the Bible tells us that our heavenly father knows what we need before we do what? Before we ask. Matthew chapter 6, verse 25 to 34. We are not going to read it. But the Bible wants us to understand that this God we are talking about, he feeds the birds of the air. He clothes the lilies of the valley. And you know what? He knows the number of the hair on your head, including those of us that are bald. And those of us who have decided that so that nobody will know you are bald, you scrape everything. He still knows the number of hair on your head. 
How can he not know what you need? How can he not? But the issue is, brethren, everybody has a father. Tell someone, everybody, everybody. Has, a has a father. And when I'm saying that, I'm not talking about the earthly father. Everybody has an, a heavenly father. The question is, who is that father? That's very important. In John chapter 8, verse 44, Jesus was speaking to the Pharisees. He said, you are of your father, the devil. I said, and the loss of your father you will do. He said, he was a murderer from the beginning and abode not in the truth because there is no truth in him. So, if you are still a liar, uh, what's the word now? Is the person an uncle or an aunt to the devil? You are still a liar. Lies still flow from your mouth, even though you come to church. You have a very good relationship with the devil. You need to repent. Tell somebody you need to repent. He said, you are of your father, the devil, but he, he, he hits the nail on the head. He said, he is a liar from the beginning. When he tells the truth, he is out of character. Is that in your Bible? When the devil tells the truth, he's what? He's out of character. He's not being truthful to himself. You know, like some of us, they will say, if he tells you good morning, you need to go and check. Uh, is it really morning? Somebody called me a few days ago. It was referred to me by someone else. And the first story he started telling me was that, you know, the driver that took me to the hotel, I gave him $900 to go and change for me. So the person that took him to the hotel from the airport, he said, I gave him $900 to go and change for me. And he went away with my money. And then I called him, and he kept saying, I owe him some things and all that. And you know me, I'm very believing. So he told me that, and I, I said, ah, but why would you have done that? You are a Nigerian. I mean, uh, we are not that simple to, to be. <laughs> I, I told him, I said, you are a Nigerian. You just came to this country, and you will give somebody $900. Somebody you met at the airport to go and change for you. When there are places you can change money at the airport, even in the hotel, you go to the hotel, I have this money, I want to change it. They will find where how could you have done that? I said, if they had told me the system, this and this, I knew I believed him. Then I now said, okay, I will introduce you to one of our pastors. So I gave him that pastor's number. And he went and met the pastor in the church. And when I told the pastor this, so he said, pastor, don't, it's a lie. <laughs> he said, it's a lie. So the brother now came before him and started telling him the same story. The pastor was telling me now this yesterday. He said, I told him, say, if you continue with these lies, I will walk you out of my office right now. That was the end of the story. <laughs> In the church, you are talking to a pastor. Well, I don't blame some of them because they believe that many of the pastors they deal with, they are crooks together. And you, you, are, you, 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 are, you are comfortable to be telling lies and you think that will get you help. Ah, if that is your situation, then you have your father who? You have your father the devil. He's the one that tells lies and cleans his mouth and you never know that what? He has lied. Remember I said what? Everybody has a father. 
It's either God is your father or the devil is your father. And there's a song we used to sing when I was at school. God is my father. Jesus is my brother. And the blessed Holy Spirit is my guide. The devil no relation. For I'm a new creation. I'm a member of the family of the Lord. Can you stand up and say the devil is not my relation? Are you sure? Are you sure that he's not your relation? Some people are not sure. I hope you know. I hope you know that he's waiting for you out there. When you go out, I will say, eh. Say, because you are in church, you say, I'm not related to you. And he give you a slap. If you are sure, open your mouth and say, the devil is not my relation. As if you may say, the devil is not my relation. I am a member of the family of the Lord. And so shall it be in Jesus' name. That's the first relationship that you need. Let's have a seat. Your first relationship is that you must be a child of God. And the second relationship, we're not going to, we won't go to into it right now. I'm not sure we have much time. There are three relationships. Number one, you must be a son. If you are not a son, you cannot go into the other two. Because when you go down in that passage, Jesus began to say, which of you shall have a friend? Shall have what? So that's the second relationship. Is that of what? Friendship. Friendship. Do you realize that God wants to be your friend? Do you realize that? He wants to be your friend. Is being your father is the access to, you know what Jesus said in uh, uh, John chapter 14 verse 6. He said, I am the way, the truth. He said, no man cometh unto the father. But what? So that's the starting point. You come to him as your father. But then he wants to go beyond that and be what? Your friend. And by God's grace, we'll continue on this when next we meet. But let's bow down our heads right now. Let's bow down our heads right now. Is he your father? That's very important. Because if he's your father, he said you can ask anything from him. You will not ask for bread and he will give you stone. What is that telling me? You need a job and he's your father. You come to him, he will ensure that you get a job. You know, in that passage that we read in Matthew chapter 6, he said, ah, the birds of the air, he feeds them. How much more? Why will he not feed you? He will ensure that you don't go to bed hungry. That's your father. That's my father. He will ensure that the clothing that you need is provided for you. He will ensure that you don't walk around the streets of, of Barry or wherever saying, I have no place to sleep. The problem with many of us is that he is not our father. Is God your father? If he's not your father, you can start that relationship with him today. You've not given your life to Christ, this is the moment. You want to give your life to Christ, you're in the house, you want to raise up your hand. You're watching online, you've not given your life to Christ. We are going to pray together. 
Because unless he's your father, you cannot come to him and begin to make requests. Your prayer is based on a relationship. Is he your father? Peradventure, you are watching online, you are saying, I'm not born again. I don't know this Jesus is not my father. Just say after me, say, Lord Jesus, I come before you this, this afternoon. Come into my heart. Come into my life. Write my name in the book of life. Give me a new beginning. We are still in the month of January. This year must be different from all previous years. Oh, I want to run this race with you. I want to go on this journey with you. I want to be able to commune with you like a, as a father. I want to build a relationship that will take us to the place of friendship. Lord Jesus, touch me, accept me, and write my name in the book of life. And begin to reveal yourself unto me from this day onwards. So shall it be in Jesus' name. Father, we thank you for such a time as this. Thank you for your word. Thank you because you are teaching us how to pray. How to approach you as a father to build the appropriate relationship. Be glorified in Jesus' name. Oh, are there many, are there some, is there anyone here who has given his life to you, but has, I mean, has been treating you as a guest instead of as a father. Lord, have mercy today in the name of Jesus. The grace to start afresh with you. Lord, grant unto us in the name of Jesus. As we come to you and start this journey afresh, Father, accept us, uphold us, encourage us, and put the devil to shame. The week that lies ahead will be a glorious one. Thank you, Heavenly Father. We love you, Lord, for we have prayed in Jesus' name. Thank you for listening to our sermon here on Christ Chapel TV. Tune in next time for the next sermon. God bless you.